Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Daniel. We are getting close to the end, <laughs> but I tell you, with Daniel, there's a challenge as you get to the end, the 11th chapter, because <laughs> this 11th chapter has so much detail. The only thing you can do is just read it, just hang out in it. If you feel stirred to go and to explore the historical element of it. There's all sorts of resources out there related to that. There's all sorts of uh, uh, input. There's all sorts of <laughs> opinion, okay, as to what some of this means and what's really occurred. Here's what the big picture is. Uh, this divine being has come to Daniel and says, I'm going to give you understanding of this vision, and I'm going to tell you about things pertaining to the future, okay, pertaining to the future. And so from Daniel's perspective, everything that is said in chapter 11 is pertaining to the future. Now, <clears throat> because of us, who we are, some of this has already been fulfilled because we're a couple of uh, like 2,600 years past the time of Daniel. So the first uh, 34 verses, 35 verses of this chapter have already been fulfilled. And so we have the benefit of being able to look back with hindsight, with history, and sort of see how these things were fulfilled. And that's the big thing I want us to see right now. And keep this in mind as we're reading all this. Because you can't get lost in it. You can't get lost with the king of the north, the king of the south, the king of the north, the king of the south. Remember that from the time when Daniel received this, this was all telling him things yet future. The last part of this 11th chapter is yet future for us. But it's just amazing the detail that the Lord gave because the Lord knows all. He knows past, present, future, and he knows every possible permutation of that. Okay? Every possible way that it could happen. And so it's really something just to be in awe over when you read. But then also think about this. Why is the Lord revealing this? Why is he showing it? What part of it is for Daniel's sake? Okay? Where Daniel will know because he's getting to the end of his life right here. As a matter of fact, in the 12th chapter, he goes, what does all this mean, Lord? And the Lord says, don't worry about it. Don't fret about it. You're going to sleep with your forefathers, which means you're going to die. But in the last days, you will rise again. Okay, when that's, Isn't that exciting? You see the resurrection being foreshadowed there. But then it's also for the people of the Lord to where they would know these things and not be shocked by them when they started occurring because they occurred to the people of the Lord. Also for us, where we can see that the Lord, uh, remember what the prophet, he says, he says, I don't do anything without revealing it to the prophets. The Lord actually says that, that if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, he will reveal things to us. Then lastly, keep this in mind, when you see these things of the king of the north and king of the south, that is in relationship uh, to Jerusalem, in relationship to the Holy Land, particularly Jerusalem. Uh, a king that is north of there, a king that is south of there. Quite often, now, I don't want to say always, because there's different interpretations, I know. But quite often, it's referring to uh, the king of the north, Syria, and the king of the south, Egypt. Okay? So, let's just read again what we've covered. We covered the first four verses, then we'll try to get through a few more. Uh, Daniel, chapter 11, verse 1. In the first year of Darius the Mede, I arose to be an encouragement and protection for him. This is the divine being saying this. And now, I will tell you the truth. Behold, three more kings are going to arise in Persia. Then a fourth will gain far more riches than all of them. As soon as he becomes strong through his riches, 
he will arouse the whole empire against the realm of Greece. And a mighty king will arise, and he will rule with great authority and do as he pleases. But as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom will be broken up and parceled out toward the four points of the compass. The four points of the compass, north, south, east, west. Okay, Though not to his own descendants, nor according to his authority, which he wielded. For his sovereignty will be uprooted and given to others beside them. And I mentioned in the last episode, that right there is speaking of Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great, uh, we know this from history, he died very young in his early 30s. And um, and he uh, didn't have any offspring, though there is thing that he had one offspring, but we're just not sure about it. But there were four generals that fought over his uh, his land over his kingdom over his stuff and it's over a period of uh, 20 years two of them wound up being very very strong the ones of the north and the ones of the south <laughs> shock shock right so listen to this verse well let me say one more thing uh so he didn't have descendants also uh alexander the great wasn't the one that decided who was going to inherit everything literally his sovereignty was taken from him when his life was taken from him verse five now then the king of the south will grow strong along with one of his princes who will gain ascendancy over him and obtain dominion. His domain will be a great dominion indeed. So we learn here in verse 5, there's going to be a king of the south that's going to grow strong along with one of his princes. And that one prince will gain ascendancy over him. In other words, he's going to be even higher than the one that initial one. And he will obtain dominion. And his dominion will be a great dominion indeed. Then verse 6. After some years. <laughs> hang on, guys. That's a really important little statement. Because, you know, we see these things. Okay, after this king, after that king. And you think, oh, it's like the next one, next one, next one. Not necessarily. And you think it's going to be happening really rapid. It's taken decades. It's taken hundreds of years. So when it comes along and says, after some years, you realize, okay, there's a flow of time involved in all this. So verse 6 again, after some years, they will form an alliance. Who's they? Well, the king of the south and the one who ascended over him, the princes, there's more than one, who will gain great ascendancy and have a great dominion. They will form an alliance. And the daughter of the king of the south will come to the king of the north to carry out a peaceful arrangement. That means that the daughter of the king of the south will be married to the king of the north, which was very, very, very common back then. It's actually very common today, but we don't want to acknowledge it, and we don't want to see it. You want to do something really interesting? Just check out, just do it in Europe and the United States. Just in the Western world, in Europe and the United States, check out who is married to who, and what families are married to what families. You will be absolutely amazed, okay? Uh, we think this kind of stuff ceased to exist a couple of hundred years ago. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing could be further from the truth. So anyway, this is to carry out a peaceful arrangement. In other words, there's a peace treaty right here. And the king of the south sends his daughter to the king of the north. And why would they do that as a peace treaty? Well, we've agreed to live in peace with each other. So we're going to swap my daughter, so my daughter's this king, and your daughter down here, and you're less likely to attack the other if they've got if they've got a family member there that they get execute immediately, <laughs> right? Now the, the balance of verse six will be done for today, but she will not retain her position of power, 
nor will he remain with his power, but she will be given up along with those who brought her in and the one who sired her as well as he who supported her in those times. What in the world? You know, I don't know who this is off the top of my head, and I'm sort of struggling with that. Do I want to go into all that detail in this format? And I really don't think I want to, okay, <laughs> to do all the history of it and all that kind of stuff. But I, I want us just to see uh, what the Word says and to understand this plan didn't work, <laughs> okay? Notice, the king of the south sends his daughter to the king of the north to carry out a peaceful arrangement, but she will not retain her position of power, nor will he remain with his power, but she will be given up along with those who brought it. did not go well. It didn't work. Tell you what, let me read the next verse because it sort of ties to it. Verse 7. But one of the descendants of her line will arise in his place, and he will come against their armies and enter the fortress of the king of the north, and he will deal with them and display great strength. So you see that the initial plan didn't work, but somebody from the descendant of her line didn't say how long. Somebody else will expedite something that will work. He'll display great strength and will enter the fortress. In other words, he'll be victorious over the king of the north. All of this given by the most high God through a divine being to Daniel. For him and for us. It's amazing stuff. Thank you for your time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.